has to pay the iron price. I has to pay the iron price. I'll, I'll never respect you while he lives. Watch it all come around as I lay on the ground. Joffrey's thirsty, ill and pain to hell. They all think I'm lost, but I know where I'm found. I'm the blood in the north when it all comes down. Watch it all come around as I lay on the ground. Joffrey's thirsty, ill and pain to hell. They all think I'm lost, but I know where I'm found. I'm the blood in the north when it all comes down. My word is my bond, and my bond is my word. Welcome to the Game of Thrones podcast brought to you by BaldMove.com. We are the officially unofficial podcast for HBO's Game of Thrones television series. I got excited when you started off with officially and then paused. I was like, did we? Yeah, the big HBO buck's (laughs) going to be rolling in, buddy. Nope, unfortunately not. We have more chance of the big HBO lawsuits rolling in. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight we're talking about the episode we just moments ago finished watching. It's episode six. Yes, it is episode six, isn't it? Seven, I episode think. Episode seven? Yeah, yeah. Mockingbird. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, mockingbirds fly, right? <laughs> do they make other people fly? <laughs> apparently they Are do. Are they like Peter Pan? Apparently, apparently they do make people fly. They make bad people fly. Yeah. Uh, I really like this episode. I thought there was a lot of good stuff with Arya and the Hound. I thought there was a lot of great stuff. Uh, some of it is super exasperating, though, like... Jon Snow just consistently being dicked over. By Sir, Sir Alistair Thorne. Every time. This yeah. guy is going to get everyone in the Seven Kingdoms killed. And every and every time he takes a half step towards him to like, I'm going to fucking kill this yeah. guy. And then someone's like, hold him back. Yeah. Hold him back. So I, I don't know. Some of that stuff is good, but I I grow weary of it. Um, A lot of good stuff here. Jamie's stuff with Tyrion. Everything with Tyrion. I think incredible. This, this episode could be accused of being a connective tissue episode, that there's more stuff mm. being laid for the mm. next few episodes. But even in an episode where largely its pieces being rearranged on the chessboard, yeah, you got the death of a major character. Uh, you got uh, Oberyn's uh, swearing of championship of Tyrion gave me a raging book game <laughs> of Throner. I, if I... it doesn't go down in the next three hours or so, you might have to take me to the hospital because yeah, it'll yeah. be a problem. You were going to say something? <laughs> I, I was just going to say, a couple of times during the Breaking Bad podcast, we talked about how they would consistently surprise us with things that are obvious mm-hmm. in retrospect. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of that happened in this episode. I feel like the the stuff that Jamie and Tyrion were talking about where they pointed out that, look, if Jamie were to step in and be Tyrion's champion... It would kill. It, it would put Tywin in a no-win scenario in one stroke. Yeah, and I didn't see that as a possibility. That made just a ton of sense. And then when Oberyn steps in, that only makes sense, I guess, once the Mountain is proclaimed as Cersei's champion. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of also makes sense in that he hates Tywin. Mm. So maybe you could say that that's a little bit of that too. But yeah, I, I just felt like that was really satisfying as well. Yeah, I was worried. It's funny because. I've always worried with you and Mad Brew that you will speculate too close to the truth. Yeah. And then people will be like, oh, Aaron's feeding him in for her. This is just a charade. Or, oh, this God. Is, this is like reality television. It's scripted. <laughs> uh, and that's funny because it, it eventually it's going to happen. Uh-huh. Um, in, in fact, it might have happened with Mad Brew. But I was, it was just funny when uh, you, know, you were throwing out names of champions. And I followed a couple other uh unsullied podcast for people that haven't read a book speculated and i think i only heard out of like six possible permutations maybe one hit upon Oberyn as being the champion but it's uh, a hard one to hit on until you know about gregor mm. 
Gregor. Yeah. And I guess I, as a person who's read the books and seen episode titles, that I was afraid it was just going to be way too obvious and just way oh, no. too out there on the internet. Uh, it might have been. I can't read right. anything on yeah, the no, internet no. about Game of Thrones. That's, so. that's very wise of you. Yeah, I stay as far away as possible from everything Game of Thrones on the internet. Um, But yeah, let's talk about some of the stuff. First, uh, I think there's not a whole lot to talk about up north at the Wall. John, Just Alistair being an asshole again. John wants to give the wall a shit ton of fiber and just block it up. Yep. Stop up that hole. Uh, Alistair says it's an act of cowardice, and he bullies the, I don't know what you would call this, the the wall smell council. Uh, that that guy was like the first builder or something right. is what he called him. Right, but I don't know what you'd call that collection. of. Like, oh, you know, I'm sure yeah. you've got the first steward, the first ranger, uh-huh. the first builder. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what you call that collectively, but uh, obviously Sir Alistair's using his acting Lord Commander stuff to the hilt. Yeah. Unfortunately. I think he's going to get everybody killed. I mean, winter's coming, and this Mm -hmm. bastard is doing nothing about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean Jon Snow. I mean Alistair. So what do you think think is going to happen? 100,000 wildings come up against the wall, and And in Jim Jones' universe, what happens? They just overrun it. Like like John is warning against, like they come through this. Uh, so I don't know exactly what the tunnel is. I assume it's a tunnel running underneath the wall, yeah, through the wall, something like that. We've seen them go through like it that. several times. Okay, and it's yeah. their only way apparently to get north, right? Because um, unless they wanted to go down the wall, which would be difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I feel like okay, you might be able to defend the tunnel a little bit, but a hundred thousand men coming through that tunnel. Right. are going to overpower you no matter what you put up there. Right. Especially when we've seen what giants are capable of doing. Sure. Uh, you know, pounding in tree trunks into the ground with their damn fists. Yeah, I hope they pound Alistair into the ground with their fists. <laughs> that's what I want. Uh, so that's pretty much it for, for up north. Let's talk about uh, what's stuff going on in King's Landing. I really enjoyed all the visits that Tyrion got from, to his cell. Mm-hmm. We talked about his brother, and did it? I don't know. I mean, if that was the only option, I was kind of surprised Jamie not suggesting that you go ahead and be in his champion, knowing that that would put his father in such a, a difficult position. He said it was tempting. Yeah, but it's not like it. The thing is, is this is Tyrion's right to travel combat? Mm-hmm. It's not something Tywin can rescind. Sure, you know. Um, it's it's not something that he can say you can't do that. Not without it being even a bigger farce than it is. So, so it would be a big fuck you, but it would also it would probably, also he would have to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I guess Tywin could order the mountain to die. And I, that's the other <laughs> thing is like I'm not sure if trial by combat <laughs> is it, it implies this episode is trial to the death. I yeah. thought it was more. You know that yes, it can go to the death, but it's basically to the defeat. It is. It's and every know. every trial by combat we've seen in this universe has ended in somebody dying. Yeah, I I lived uh, dangerously for one day on the Game of Thrones internet, and I looked up trial by combat. Oh, really? And the actual rules, and you can submit mm. during trial by combat. You can just say, "Okay, you win. I'm done." Right. Uh, but apparently, people don't do that. <laughs> so, in the situations we've seen, that has not been a possibility because of the person's pride or. The mm-hmm. desperate situation or whatever. Sure. Actually, I mean, we'll probably talk a little bit more about Trial by Combat uh, this full episode. Okay. Because I had several people questioning. You know, a common question is, 
if the right to travel combat exists in this universe, what stops a guy like from the from like the mountain or Jamie before he lost his hand or another badass like Prince Oberon just basically committing crime after crime and like travel combat, travel combat, travel combat. <laughs> Nothing, I'd say. Unless, you know, you run up against one of those three as your champion, you're probably just going to be able to breeze through the legal system. Probably, yeah. So, I mean, the legal system is not very fair back then anyway. Right, right. So that doesn't seem like a loophole I'd be too worried about. We'll uh, talk a little bit more about that on the cast. Um, okay. I liked, I really liked Braun, and I thought this was played perfectly. Mm-hmm. He really, really wants to help Tyrion. He really, really likes Tyrion. But there's nothing in this for him. There's no, no percentage mm-hmm. where this comes up for him to be smart, because... No one can offer him more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tyrion's got that one, like, okay, long con. If I get out of this, and if I can get back Sansa, yeah. and if I get back to the north, I can give you a huge piece of fucking tundra up there. A bird in the hand, yeah. Tyrion. Yeah. A lawless in the hand. <laughs> yeah. A it's castle a... in the hand. <laughs> yes. Uh... Wasn't that Jimi Hendrix song, I think? <laughs> <laughs> Something about a watchtower, anyway. Uh we also, uh, I I thought that was played perfectly. I thought yeah. the final visit he got by Prince Oberon was just amazing. It's it's straight from the book. Uh, the story about him going with his sister to see the monster Tyrion. Mm-hmm. You know the fact that it all comes together. His desire for vengeance, the mountain being there to build the ability to humiliate Tywin. It 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 really got me excited. Uh, really, and then also. Tyrion's reaction to like this salvation coming out of nowhere, because I think he hmm. was set to die. He was, yeah. Uh, until Prince Oberyn came in there and said, picked up his torch, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like how that scene played out, just because I don't know if I would have necessarily bought it without Oberyn running through the story of mm. of Cersei and seeing Tyrion as a child, as a baby, right. Um, I don't know that I would have bought the the idea that Oberon would just step in there and risk his life just right. to just to kind of annoy Tywin. Right. Um but but it really felt like Oberon had kind of a stake in this himself. Sure. I mean and and he was doing this, yes, also for Tyrion. Yeah. Uh so there there was both sides of that and it, it just felt really satisfying. I like how the show's positioning the Martells of Dorne as being like the Starks, only more fun. Okay. They've got the streak of justice. They seem like they got their shit together. They're not as greedy or cruel or evil as everybody else. But they also like to have mad sex and drink mad wine. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and they're not, they're not, they're not above, uh, you know, ch- chopping off an underling's hand just for the hell of it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I also like the he's like, oh yeah, I was uh, just got back from a brothel. Uh, it was a stunning blonde. You should have seen her. It was your sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good line. Sure. Um, let's talk about Arya and the Hound. We've got the Good Hound back again. Yeah, Good Hound's back again. Uh, Arya doesn't hate him anymore. Like, <sighs> I where am I supposed to fall on this guy? This him telling the story. About how his family treated him from a very young age. I mean, you uh-huh. know, I got in mind that uh, Sandor was like five, six years hmm. old tops during the story. Could be. How does that change your view of him as a character? 
I mean, if it, like he said, you know, your brother got me the got you that. My brother got me this. I've been alone. You think you're alone now? I've been alone my entire life. Sure. I think the only new piece of information I got there was what his father did. And that yeah. was, you know, to just basically protect his brother and, and make up an excuse about it um, when he should have been severely punished <laughs> right. at the very least. Right. Because uh, it's not that, like... That was heartbreaking. It's not like, uh, let's say that Tarly fucker, uh, he's got Sam. Tarly, the not the fat, bread maker. No, no, no. I'm talking about the fat, okay. the, the you know, the guy who's the uh, fat steward up at the wall. John's friend, Sam. Okay, yeah, I know Sam. The Slayer. The the night the night the Walker. Slayer. Oh, his last name is Tarly. His last name is okay. Tarly, gotcha. and he's he's uh, the son of a very famous warlord, mm-hmm. and he was sent to the wall basically because he's a fucking disappointment. Yeah, grow it's, some balls. It's not like Sandor was that. I mean, Sandor is a badass. Could have been a really <laughs> awesome knight on his own right. Sure. And his father sacrificed his safety, well being, and psychology to protect Gregor, who already at that young tender age was a psychopath sure um i don't know i just feel like it's i don't want to give characters like this a pass Mm -hmm. uh certainly but they certainly have a little more slack about what kind of shit they get up to than a jamie lannister for example oh yeah really has yeah 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 yeah. your your dad's disapproved of you and you've been fucking your sister since you're, you know, <laughs> since you grew hair on your nuts. Okay. Yeah, That's I thought it was effective. not exactly as a tragic origin story. No, as a Tyrion no. or the Hound. No, not really, not at all. It's still hard to contextualize him riding down and killing a butcher's boy. I, again, it was in his official capacity as protector for Joffrey and all that. But still, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of discretion you can have in that kind of stuff. Um, sure. But you can see a guy that just has that much rage and that much abandonment issues. I don't know. Am I am I making too much excuses for him here, Jim? I don't think so. Um, I can tell you're not swayed. You still don't know why the show's jerking you around with this guy. Well, okay, that's really it. I don't know why the show is doing this to me. Um, I understand he's not supposed to be just a bad character or just a good character. Mm-hmm. Uh but the show doesn't seem to want to just hit a tone with him. It wants mm. to just keep oscillating back and forth between really bad and really sympathetic. Right. And I I don't know. It feels like they could take like a slightly more deft approach to that. Yeah, I mean, we've complained about that, rightfully so, when it happens in The Walking Dead. Sure. Where a character is, you know, don't want to be the leader, I'm the leader. Don't want to make decisions for a group, I want to make decisions for a group and from week to week. And I don't know why... It uh, it's not as offensive to me when it's being done in the the Game of Thrones with the section of, uh, with the exception of Jamie, which I you know is water under the bridge at this point. It it the Hound stuff doesn't bother me as much because I guess I chalk it up to his different level of sobriety, you know which side of the bed he woke up on this morning, the fact that he's not, you know he still hasn't he he's still clearly even at his best not a great person. Sure. And his redemption is still, if at all, going to be in the future. So I don't, and, and also I guess it's just better. I mean, he's a very, he's just a very interesting character. And I don't he know. is. Yeah. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't know. To say that I'm really annoyed by it, I guess might be a little too harsh. Right. <clears throat> it's, um, it's just something that I see them consciously doing. And maybe I just like to be a little more, uh, Surprise! Not, not surprised, but uh, just notice it a little less when they do stuff like that. 
it does seem like he's Arya is learning a lot from him. You know, she's had these oh, three yeah. teachers. She uh, knows where the heart is now. She knows where the heart is. Sure. We had the Sirio, then Jacken, and now Sandor the Hound. And it seems like she's learned a little bit from each one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. Do you think in a weird way she might be learning something about mercy from the Hound as well? Not just in how he treated the, I don't know what you call that, farmer or miller or whatever the hell small person he was. Yeah. But uh, also just the fact that she, you know, he's, he's a name on her list Mm -hmm. that she's clearly warming up to. I mean, he, she could have killed him right then and there. We've said this a couple times. There's several instances where she could have killed him and has chosen not to. Yeah. Uh, So do you think she's not because she feels bad for him? Is that what you're asking me? I don't think feeling bad uh, is right. The right word, but there's a difference between a guy like him and a guy like Joffrey. Okay. She, and, and, yeah. And, and, and yeah, she's a clear got, difference. She's got them all on her list, and I'm just wondering if they're trying to show us that the last thing I guess you'd think that she'd learn at the hands of Sandor was this concept of mercy, but I was watching him, you know, stab that guy through the heart, and it was like a very tender thing. He yeah, wasn't. Yeah. Mm. It, it, it was very uh, absent of the Hound's usual snark or sarcasm or anything. Sure, he didn't take any silver off of him. I don't know if he had any silver on then him. Then again, but... he instantly was accosted by some dude trying to rip his throat out of his teeth. So maybe <laughs> maybe he had a smart-ass one-liner at the ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting also in parallel with Daenerys, this episode. Mm. Because Arya seems to be taking to heart some lessons that Daenerys is not. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm kind of cooling off on Daenerys quite a bit. Really? Yeah, uh, her quest to free the slaves was cool. She started killing all the masters, regardless of you know any consequences and whether or not they actually were good or evil or just you know a product of what what they've what they do in that continent. Uh, it's she does not learn a lesson. I mean, Jor Jorel tried to teach her the the lesson. Tried to explain the lesson he was trying to teach her. This episode, and uh, she just completely ignores him. The, wait, no, she doesn't. She actually she sends uh, uh, Hidalgo as <laughs> her ambassador, right, and gives him a choice to surrender or die. Essentially, right? To tell the masters of uh, Karth or not Karth um, Astapor that they have the chance to either surrender or be executed. Okay. To repent of their old ways and go along with her new regime of no slavery and all that, or be destroyed, which is better than what she originally is going to say. I guess, yeah. Uh, shit. Now nah, I'm thinking uh, Hildalgo. <laughs> his Dar, Zalorak. <laughs> I know his actual name. Uh, Dario. Yeah, Dario okay, yeah, Nyquilis. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. going to send him out to uh, to lay, just lay down the law, kill yes. them all. That's true. That's true. So she was tempered. But I think you're right to suspect her her motives there. I she I certainly can't see, and I'm sure she doesn't see a way that these people actually surrender and turn over a new leaf all of a sudden. Yeah, but so it's, she's probably expecting them to die. Right. So it's more of kind of like, uh, well, I'll just do this so you know to gain your approval or to, to shut you up. Yeah, yeah. But I don't really necessarily believe it or think it's going to alter what's what's actually going to happen. Seems like it. Uh, and you're right, because just last episode, she had the scene with uh, Hildago, <laughs> Hisdar, Loz, uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. 
his daughter Ralu, uh, he she had that moment where she clearly felt bad about what she did, but she was about to repeat the same thing in a different city. She was, yeah. although, like I said last last podcast, maybe she decided to do option C, which was kill all the masters. You just completely don't have to worry about any political ramifications. You just kill them all. It's like I, I mean, my, 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 yeah. she, her mistake was I let some, I let the majority of them live. Maybe that's the lesson. Yeah, but out then of you that. get the butcher coming in and mm. taking over things, and yeah. you get you get factions rising up regardless of how many people you kill. Yeah, it's like these. You people just gotta are, get the right factions in place. These people are slaves, and it's noble to let you know. It's like if you want to just completely overthrow the masters and let them set up their own government. Mm-hmm. But unless you're willing to provide them protection while they're figuring this out, yeah, yeah, uh, then you're you're basically leaving them vulnerable to whatever hounds or jackals are going to come in there to take advantage of them and re-enslave them. Sure, and it seems like maybe she's trying to do that with the second sons. We'll have to see how successful it is. What did you think about her taking Dario to bed? Has that happened before, or is that the first time? Well, she got out and paraded her naked body in front of him. I believe this is the mm-hmm. first time they've actually, uh, mm. as the romantics say, did it. <laughs> uh, as, as the romantics say, they they boned. I don't know. It's hard for me to see Prince Oberyn and Dario in the same episode and think, how much more effective would Dar- would Oberyn be on Danny than Dario? Because he's so much cooler. He's so much more suave he's he's just a better all-around character and she's stuck with Oberyn number two dario yeah there's something freddie prince jr about this guy that (laughs) you know he's trying to play this bad boy that's like annoying her but also making her hot yeah yeah that trope and it's there's something about the chemistry that he just can't pull it off yeah we i mean we talked about this in relation to Daria number one. And he's had some better moments, but this guy just seems entirely too genteel. Yeah, yeah. And a little bit too, I want to say, pussy-whipped mm-hmm. to to kind of pull that off. Like, you know, I don't buy this guy as uh, a person who wakes up with the idea of fucking and killing as his reason for existence. <laughs> sure, yeah. This guy seems like he might be writing some romantic, some, some poetry. Uh-huh. This guy seems like he might be writing, you know, Dario Tigarian in his school notebook and drawing hearts around it. It's, sure. It's not the kind of guy that would make Khaleesi forget herself and completely... The other thing about this is it... it it really fucks up her kind of uh, what it, I don't know what you call this this her her ruling council her small council hmm. you know like Tywin okay. would not if, if there was a uh, or any any successful ruler wouldn't take someone that's on your small council to bed yeah that's probably not a good idea especially when another of your small council members is going to be mad jealous of of him yep it's yep. almost like yeah I fucked Dario you guys should totally be jealous of each other. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. And now, now I'm going to send you down there to let and to, to rub it in his face that you talked to me and, and changed my mind and are going to give him overriding yeah. orders. It's just like she's she's setting this up as a house of hormonal cards. I I think she's just a very naive, immature leader. I mean, she's been I, thrown into this position. I kind of think that's actually the exactly you hit the nail on that's the head. what they're getting at that's the that's not just a subtext i think that is the text that's what's in the books that okay she's all right figuring this shit out she goes and making a lot of mistakes that a young 
a young woman thrust in this position would would do. Okay, I can buy that, and I I kind of like that storyline for her. But it is sometimes going to is sometimes kind of jaw dropping and like yeah. oh my fucking god, head shaking the stuff that she gets <laughs> up to. Sure. Final plot line uh, at the Erie, or at least I believe it's the final plot line. It, Sansa and Peter and Lysa love triangle handled decisively there is no more triangle <laughs> no there's not and there's also no ambiguity about the creepiness of of baelish he's got the hots for sansa that was not a fatherly kiss no no god no uncle 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 <laughs> kiss uncle peter is coming to town get your lips <laughs> might ready be that kind of uncle oh god yeah no 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 it's it's he's got he's got his eyes on her yeah oh yeah Dude. uh even more beautiful than and Catelyn, yeah, according to Baelish, then on our best day, yeah, even after she's been laying off the lemon cakes for a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, did you? Uh, so again, another scene is fairly pretty much right out of the book. Her building a snow castle, uh, the shit that went down with her and Robin, and then uh, Lady Lysa getting chucked out the moon door. Get what do you think? We like, talked about this the, a little bit. Uh, it was awesome. Every single person in that scene had every single thing coming to them. Yes. Robin had the slap coming to him yes. for a long time. Lysa needed to fly. Uh, I'm so glad it went down like that. When a did little... you know? When did you mm-hmm. know it was going to happen? So some of the things were telegraphed pretty early. Like um, when when Peter showed up in the garden or whatever mm-hmm. that was, the courtyard, uh, I knew immediately that he was going to kiss Sansa and that the what's her face was going to see him mm. and cuz you know Robin ran off to go get his mom presumably right, right. i knew she was on her way it, it was a bad scene there and i knew that was coming and then do you think peter did all that uh, on purpose this is yet another thing he's architected n- no i if he wanted to throw her out the moon door he could just do it anytime he wanted no i'm saying uh maybe he didn't intend to do it that moment i'm saying him knowing that robin's going to run off and get his mom that she was going to be seeing you know walking in on this interlude uh man i i don't feel like it is but i don't think it matters i just thought it was an interesting question to ask uh but anyway what were you going to say uh and then i knew immediately when he stepped into the chamber that liza was going to fly it it was too obvious did you think that uh, there was there even a a doubt in your mind that that sansa would get chucked out there uh there was a slight doubt until peter walked in okay because i was wondering if you're not a book reader like and and no character is safe like that's the thing. Like, yeah. I, I, if they throw that was actively going through my mind. If they had to chuck Sansa out the door, I'd been like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, especially having read the books, you would have been like, whoa. That's all what right, I'm saying. They're going in a different direction. They've done that before. I mean, that would be by oh, okay. far the biggest departure, yeah. but, you know, it would definitely blow my mind. But I, I'm, you know, most of the time I'm sitting there watching this just as a purely. I'm liking to see the book happen on the and and very skillfully happen on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get times like when you went north 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 of the wall and saw the White Walkers turn a baby into a walker, and I'm like mind blown. But very rarely does that actually happen. So I just I'm kind of interested in how those moments hit you, the non book reader. Sure. I I mean I think I saw them as soon as I could have seen them. I don't know. As soon as the characters entered the room, it was like, I kind of know what's going to happen here. Well, maybe you're a tad sharper, a person of average intelligence. Sure. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, not uh, what I was saying. anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think that's it. I have a big, big spoiler bomb to drop on you. 
Okay. HBO's not going to have an episode next week. I saw that. It said in two weeks. I wondered if you did, because sometimes I know you watch the HBO Go because you've had some problems with the yeah, not local this time. service. Uh, right before I switched over to like two minutes of Mad Men before you got here, uh-huh. uh, I saw, yeah, they said in two weeks. So That's some bullshit. I, th- I People reminded me on Facebook that I think they did this last year, too, mm-hmm. but I guess we're just not going to have an episode. They, we'll just go on a mini hiatus. I think next HBO week. airs everything they make on Sunday night. Like, mm. I think, I think maybe the only thing they don't air on Sunday night is Veep. Yeah, and I thought it was kind of bullshit, but then there was a noticeable dip of the audience on Mother's Day weekend. So I guess Memorial Day would really. But I don't know why they yeah. care. It's not like people are canceling HBO subscription that weekend. <laughs> That's true, yeah. They're not selling ads and on it. And they're not getting ads, and they surely can account for that just in their internal show accounting, so who gives a shit? I don't know. I would. I can see if it was like a, you know, uh, like the season finale, and mm-hmm. you're not going to, and you know, it's like, okay, well, we're, I don't know, using audience statistics to predict that or something like that. And they think that, oh, this will be the biggest episode, so we want to kind of push it to a week. We know we'll be able to draw the, the, the biggest. But mm-hmm. it, it was very weird for me to that they're just going to not have a Game of Thrones next next week. Yeah. So I guess we won't have a podcast next week either. I think we're just going to have to do follow HBO's example and have a mini <laughs> shutdown. We'll still have Mad, – unless Mad Men is going to do something crazy like that, but I, I don't think that's hmm. the case. Not that I know of. Yeah, I don't think AMC does that kind of shit. But yeah. We'll find out. Um, anyway, if you'd like to send us feedback for the full cast, it will be out on Tuesday. You can do that at Game of Thrones at baldmove.com. We always have our show threads and our podcast threads on facebook.com slash baldmove. And Jim, going to holler at him at Twitter. Please, no spoilers, at baldmove. Unless you have anything else to say, we will see you guys in two weeks. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See you then. You have to pay the iron price. You have to pay the iron price. I'll never respect you while he lives it. Watch it all come around as I lay on the ground. Joffrey's thirsty, killing pain to hound. They all think I'm lost, but I know where I'm found. I'm the blood and the north when it all comes down. My word is my bond, and my bond is my word. Balak of Harris, all men must serve. See, as the raven flies, and time slips by. Balak of Lewis, all men must